Bigger show on the True Talk Radio Network. Get in on the conversation. Call 1 And welcome to the Howie Silberger Show right here on the True Talk Radio Network. My name is Howie Silberger, number to call to get in on the conversation, one 669 That's 1-877-669-1292. We're into another week of isolation, another week of uh, sitting at home and doing nothing, another week of trying to survive the coronavirus. Now, um, there have been a lot more cases of corona, there's a lot more testing, so there's a lot more cases. And a lot more orders to stay home, a lot more orders to not spread the virus, to stay in your house, and uh, and to order in your food, and to uh, and to try to minimize your your contact with other people. And I th- I think that's a great idea. I think that's something that we should all strive to do at this point in the uh, in the epidemic. We should try to stay away from other people. Try to uh, try to stay home as much as possible. And let's see if we could kill this virus by not spreading it. Uh, the only way to the only way to do that is to not have human contact. So doing our best, doing our part is is important. Doesn't mean you can't go for a walk. Doesn't mean you can't go onto your porch. Just stay away from other people. Don't spread the virus if you have it. Don't spread the virus if you potentially have it. And don't get the virus from somebody else who may potentially have it. It's simple. It's simple and easy. This means that you don't do like those, those idiots in New York did. And you don't have a minion. You don't have a quorum of men praying. 
in front of a synagogue. This means that you stay away from other people. Now, I, I don't know why it's so hard for people to understand this. I, I don't get what the resistance here is. People are dying from this disease. People are dying. They're dying. It's not that they're getting sick and then they're recovering. There are people dying from this disease. So I'm not, I'm not sure what the resistance here is. I'm not sure why people are fighting this isolation. Is it hard to stay at home? I don't know. I kind of like my house, and um, I don't mind staying at home. It doesn't bother me to stay at home. So uh, the, is there a problem with me staying at home? Absolutely not. Uh, I, I, I kind of enjoy my home. Uh, parents are complaining that their kids are home. Well, you should be enjoying the company of your children. If not, you shouldn't have had children. That's a different story for a different, different discussion for a different day. So what, what is the issue? I, I, I'm still trying to understand why, how people can't understand that this virus is, is contagious. And it's a contagious, uh, it's, it's a contact virus, which means you have to be in close proximity to somebody else who has the virus in order to get it. So staying away from people will prevent you from having the virus, from getting the virus. It's not, it's not crazy science here. It's not, it's not rocket science. So we already, got, we already started to get messages on uh, Facebook. Uh, so you can message me on Facebook. You can message me on Twitter. You can message me on YouTube. Um, okay, thought you were going on eight. I decided to go on a half hour earlier because I wanted to... Want to vent a little bit because this is really starting to to tick me off. Uh, and uh, people are idiots. Yes, they are. Yes, they are idiots. People are idiots. Anybody who's getting together in large groups now to pray or to do other stuff are idiots. There has been enough information put out. Enough time has lapsed since this whole thing started that there's enough information out there that people should know that you don't do these things. People are idiots. Fanny, you're 100% right. That was a message off Facebook. If you want to get in on the conversation, you can feel free to call in. one 669 1292 It's 1-877-669-1292. We'll be on till 9 o'clock. So we're going to be on from 7.30 to 9 o'clock. Uh, Sheldon Eric Freed, my long-suffering producer, will be joining me just after 8 o'clock right here on the Howie Silberger Show. Of course, you can hear the show every Sunday night. We've been on, uh, we've been on pretty much almost all week uh, since this since this um, epidemic has started, uh, you can listen to us if you if you can't get to Facebook or Twitter or to uh, or to um, YouTube. If you can't get to these places and uh, you still want to hear the show, you can download the True Talk Radio Network app off your favorite app store, and uh, you could you can listen to all the programming on True Talk Radio. You go to the True Talk Radio website and uh, the show is streamed there, both audio version and audio and video version. So you have you have the option of both. And uh, of course you, um, and of course you could, uh, you could, you know, um, buy a carrier pigeon, and I could send you a message. <laughs> but that's not uh, that's not overly practical. It is a desecration of God's name when Orthodox Jews get out and defy orders of the government, and defy orders of the rabbi, and they go and they pray. That is a that's a definition. It's a uh, desecration of God's name. It is not. It's not helpful. It is, not, uh, it is not going to save lives. And the whole goal here is now is to save lives, as many lives as possible. 
So when I saw when I saw this gathering in New York, my blood started to boil, because all month, for a full month, well for three weeks since we started this uh, this epidemic, I have been saying that you know Orthodox Jews are responsible people, that Orthodox Jews don't go out and you know if we're told not to we don't do it, and I've been I've been lauding I've been I've been applauding the rabbis who have come out and said and majority of rabbis by the way around the world have come out and said. Don't hold, don't hold quorums, don't hold minyanim, don't, don't have ten people gathered to pray. It is too dangerous. Stay alone, pray by yourself. I've been applauding people who have come out onto their porches, like the people of Uchimah this, this, this past week, when they come out onto their porches and they all stand on their individual porches, 50 feet away from each other, 30 feet away from each other, meters and meters and meters away from each other if you want to go metric. Uh, and they stand on their porches... And they're praying together, but they're not standing together. That I could, that I applaud. You know, ingenious ways to to interact, ingenious ways to to find a way to do things without without jeopardizing somebody's life. Now, now there are still people out there who argue with me who are saying, uh, "Howie, uh, how is this jeopardizing people's lives? What are you crazy? It's just like the flu." There are thousands and thousands of people who have died from this disease. Thousands of them. Don't tell me it's just like the flu. Thousands of people die from the flu too. But this is much more contagious than the flu. And it's spreading much quicker. So just be careful. That's it. When you go for a walk, don't, you know, don't stand more than two feet, two, no, not more than two arms length from a person. It's not difficult. It's not rocket science. We're not talking, uh, we're not talking macro chemistry here. Yet some people just don't understand. They just don't get it. Uh, I don't get those people. I don't understand those people. And then you have the other group of people. I mean, so you have that group of people. Then you have a whole other group of people who just want to be political. And they just want to make political points. And it doesn't matter if people are dying. It doesn't matter if it's a pandemic, an epidemic. It doesn't matter what's going on. If, If there's an opportunity to smash the president of the United States, they go ahead and they smash the president of the United States. That's all they want. That's all they're interested in. And that's fine. It's a good distraction. People have to keep distracted. You're sitting at home. Uh, most of us aren't working. We're sitting at home and we're twiddling our thumbs. So you got to stay distracted a little bit. So I guess smashing the president and making political points uh, is a way to do that. Uh, I, I, put up, um, I put up an article uh, just yesterday, I think, yesterday or two days ago, uh, with a timeline. Uh, President Trump had put out a timeline on, uh, on his response to the, um, to the COVID-19, uh, to the coronavirus uh, problem. And um, I, I put out I put out the article as a response to people saying, the president didn't do anything. Oh, the president, the president, the president. And uh, he did plenty. And uh, the article I put up on my Facebook, so if you want to find it, go back and look on my Facebook. And the reaction I've gotten from that article has been um, has been slightly disturbing. Like, 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 like honestly. Honestly. Uh, one person posted up a meme uh, on his Facebook, uh, it was kind of a response, back and forth response between me and him. And he posted a meme uh, uh, encouraging people who support the President of the United States to jump off buildings. This was the meme. It was, uh, it was like, yo, yeah, yeah, you know, President Trump supporters jump off a building. Uh, everyone should jump. And I'm thinking, what a sick, sick mind to, to say that somebody who disagrees with you politically should die. How sick are you? How sick are people? I know cabin fever has set in. A lot of people are just, you know, just 
horrific, or, you know, they're, they're sitting at home and in this horrific situation. But how sick is it that your brain goes all the way to anybody who disagrees with me politically has to die? Has to die? Advocating the death of people who disagree with you politically? Okay, if you don't want to read what I have to say, that's fine. Block me. Uh, stop my messages from showing up on your, on your Facebook feed. Uh, you know, block my email address. Whatever you have to do. If you don't want to hear what I have to say, don't turn on my radio show. Don't click on the play button. That's fine. I have no issue with that at all. Nothing. None. But to wish me death because you disagree with me politically? To wish the President of the United States death because you disagree with him politically? What kind of sick mind do you have to have to be able to do that? And, and, and I, I look at this stuff and I read this stuff and I read everything. Anything that pops up, anything, any articles that pop up, anything, any articles that appear on these websites, uh, you know, these news websites, I read everything. Right wing, left wing, it doesn't matter. I, I read it all. Because, I mean, it's the only way to stay informed. It's the only way to know what's going on is if you read both sides and then, you know, the truth is somewhere in the middle, right? So, so I, I, watch, I watch Fox News and I watch CNN. So I was sitting with my brother the other day and we were watching Fox News uh, just, for, just for the president was speaking. On, uh, he, was, he had an interview on Hannity on Fox. So we watched the interview with the president of the United States. And then right after the president finished speaking, we flipped it over to CNN. Now... During the Hannity interview, it was interesting. Um, uh, Hannity was very upbeat, and he was like, "Yes, we are going to defeat this virus, and uh, and you know, hopefully, uh, him and the president were talking. We're going to defeat this virus, and hopefully, by the end of May or the end of April, we'll be able to start opening things again and start getting people back at work." And uh, they were very positive and very upbeat. And then I flipped over to CNN, and CNN was the exact opposite. It was amazing. Uh, Chris Como, one of the hosts of CNN, came on, and the first thing he said was, we just heard the president say that he wanted to open up the country again uh, by the end of April, and that is going to be impossible. People are still dying, and the president is crazy for, for even saying this. And then he went on, and he said, all right, let's go to our, uh, our reporter on the street or whatever. And they went to this reporter who, had, who showed a hospital, and then the camera panned over from the hospital, and showed a refrigerated truck standing in back of the hospital. And the voiceover, the, the reporter doing the voiceover said, In this truck, the hospital is putting the bodies of people who died from COVID-19. Too many to store in the hospital morgue. And I'm sitting there, I'm watching this. And then they move off to a panel discussion. In the panel discussion, everybody's talking gloom and doom. We're all going to die. This is going to kill us all. And I'm thinking, wow, if this is what the lefties are watching, if this is what the left is, is spewing on their networks, no wonder there is a mass panic in the world. Now I understand why people, I, you know, I, I've been saying for weeks, I don't understand why people are running out and buying toilet paper, why people are running out and, and, and stocking up and hoarding food. But watching just 10 minutes of CNN, I couldn't watch more than 10 minutes of this, it was so depressing. But watching 10 minutes of CNN, I finally understood where the panic is coming from and why people are, are, are lining up and, and, and beating each other up over a roll of toilet paper. It makes sense to me now. The doom and gloom that these networks are, are promoting, the, uh, the, the horrific 
the horrific uh, graphics that they're showing, the, the, the way they're framing things, I would be nervous too. If that's all I watched, if I didn't get perspective and watch different networks and understand uh, the different sides of the issue, which, which I do, and if I only watched that particular network, which many, many people do, they, oh, I would never turn on Fox News, I would never turn on anything but CNN, those people, then they are scared out of their minds. And I don't blame them. I'd be scared out of my mind too if that's all I was watching. It was scary. I was watching for, I watched for 10 minutes and I couldn't watch anymore. I was scared. It was scary. Now, who's telling the truth? Are the optimistic guys uh, on one side? The guys who said, hey, look, you know, this is a, it's an epidemic. It's a pandemic. It'll pass. We will survive it. Are these the guys that I should believe or should I believe the gloom and doom guys? The guys who are saying, there is a truck in the back of the hospital loading up bodies that don't fit into the hospital more. Which, which side do I believe? Is it gloom and doom or is it optimism? Is the cup half full or half empty? And, and this, is the, this is the dilemma that people are having uh, when, it comes to, um, when it comes to this coronavirus. They don't know who to believe. And I'm telling you, I, I, I listen to these guys on CNN, and if I didn't watch other networks, if I didn't read as much as I've read on this, on this virus, if I didn't read as much as, um, as, much as I, I have... I would be scared out of my mind too. One eight seven seven six six nine one two nine two is the number to call. One eight seven seven six six nine one two nine two. I'm Howie Silberger. This is the Howie Silberger Show. We're heard live right here on the True Talk Radio Network. Feel free to call in. One eight seven seven six six nine one two nine two. We'll be back right after this. Okay, and we're back. For those of you who are just joining us, you're listening to Dear A.B. We have another request to read that letter read that from letter. the young lady in the five towns who calls herself Had It in Hewlett. So here it is once again. She writes, At first I was afraid, I was petrified, kept thinking I would have no time no matter how I tried. I'd never make those Seder nights, everything was going wrong, but I grew strong. And I learned how to move along My smile was back Back on my face I got a cleaning crew to come to me And straighten up the place And so that energetic trio Went from room to room with me Till every corner of my house Was absolutely hummus free But then I froze I got the news He invited all the in-laws And I almost blew a fuse I don't know how to use a pot I couldn't cook to save my life If they're expecting to be fed He'd better find another wife But now I know I'll be alright So long as I got cash We'll have a Seder Pesach night I got a number from the book I hire two people who can cook So I'll survive I will survive Hey, hey All alone, and I forgot about the clothing. I almost ran away from home, but you'll see me. Somebody new, 
I'm not that workaholic person who's as tired as you. I just grabbed all of your credit cards and drove to Bloomingdale's. And they thanked Hashem for Pesach as they rang up all the sales. And now I know just how it's done. I can handle any holiday and so can anyone. You could have guessed to want to move in 47 at a time. You'd think I'd crumble, but everything will be just fine. Cause now I know I'll be all right. So long as I can spend the cash, there'll be a yum tonight. I will handle any guest dressed up in a yum fest. So I'll survive. I will survive. Oh, cause now I know I'll be alright. So long as I can spend the cash, there'll be a young tonight. I will handle any guest dressed up in my young vest, so I'll survive. I will survive. Now I know I'll be alright. So long as I got cash, we'll have a safer pace of Egyptians. 
show on the true talk radio network talk to howie call 1-877-669-1292 and welcome back to the howie silberger show right here on the true talk radio network number to call once again one 669 1292 That's one 669 1292 Feel free to call in and uh, share your opinions. Share your share your thoughts. On this, uh, this uh, third week of quarantine, as we enter the third week of being uh, self-isolated, being quarantined, it is um, it is getting interesting. It is it is really getting interesting. The uh, city I live in is uh, is. A high is is a hot zone for the coronavirus, so much so that they've built a coronavirus uh, quick testing uh, site in the local shopping mall, like in the in the parking lot of the local shopping mall. So of course they closed the uh, the the grocery store in the local shopping mall, the grocery store that supplies the majority of the community with uh, Passover food. That has been closed, and forget about Passover food, just regular food. People buy food from there all the time. And the, um, and the supermarket said, no, don't worry, don't worry, we'll deliver it to you. Just email us uh, and, and we'll call you, we'll take your order. I can, I can only imagine they could only handle a certain amount of uh, volume uh, in deliveries. I mean, you, you can't have 500 delivery trucks out there. So, I mean, I'm pretty sure if I called them to order, and I might do it tomorrow, I might, I might email them tomorrow, uh, just to see how long it will take. Because I guarantee it's not going to be a quick delivery. I won't, I won't have it the same day. So if I'm an older person or I'm somebody who, uh, who needs food, uh, this is going to be a problem in this community. one 669 1292 is the number to call. Get in on the conversation. one 669 1292 How are you holding up? How are you holding up in this quarantine? Uh, like I mentioned before, I, it doesn't bother me all that much. I happen to like my house. I happen to... Uh, uh, I'm, I'm a social person, but really, I, I don't mind staying at home and, 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 and being by myself. Doesn't doesn't bother me all that much. I live alone, so I mean, everything around me is mine, and uh, I'm, I'm happy with my stuff. I bought my stuff. I, I carefully chose what I bought, so I, I ha- I'm, I'm happy with my stuff. I like my stuff. How are you? How are you coping? I know, I know, people with kids. I've spoken to a lot of people with kids, and they're and they're complaining that the kids are home all day and. I said, look, if I had kids, I would never complain that they were home all day. I'd be happy to have them home. I'd be, I'd be, I'd be thrilled. I'd be playing with them all day. If I had nothing else to do, I, I would be playing with them. So why people have kids who don't care or who don't, don't like their kids, it's, it's a foreign concept to me. That's, that's all I'm saying. I'm not judging people. I'm just saying it's a foreign concept. And, of course, I got a Facebook message, how we don't judge people. I'm not judging people. It's a foreign concept to me how people could be upset that their kids are home. But I want to hear from you. How are you coping? How are you handling it? What are you doing to pass the time? one 669 1292 
That's one eight seven seven six six nine one two nine two. I'm not. I'm not going to bother with uh, with the latest updates because I mean, the latest updates are only death counts. They're never going to tell you that eighty one thousand people across the world, around the world, have uh, have have recovered from the from the virus. No one's going to tell you that. Over eighty one thousand people. But nobody's going to say that. They're just going to tell you about the four people who died in uh, in Rochester or the or the six people who died in Crown Heights. But nobody's going to talk about the uh, eighty one thousand people around the world who who survived, who had the virus and survived it. Because that doesn't sell newspapers. Because that doesn't get eyes onto television shows and that doesn't get ears onto radio shows. And that doesn't spark people to go out and panic buy. And uh, and it doesn't it doesn't cause enough fuss. So nobody's going to tell you about the survivors. They're only going to tell you about the people who died and try to rile it up by telling you people in your neighborhood died. Which is true. So no, they're not lying to you. Uh, nobody, nobody's lying about this. But it just seems odd that the focus is always on death and never on, hey, 500 people survived the virus today. 600 people survived. They, 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 they recovered. Why, why don't we have a recovery count? Somebody should be offering a recovery count on the virus. One eight seven seven six six nine one two nine two. Somebody should be offering a recovery um, recovery count. Should be a website talking about how many people recovered. Only good news about the virus. There's plenty of bad news out there, and uh, bad news you could always find. But what about the good stuff? What about the uh, thousands of people who are out there buying groceries and uh, and and medication and and running around? helping people who are afraid to go out or who can't go out. What about those people? Nobody talks about them. What about the people who, uh, who, who spend their time who spend their time on the phones calling people who are stuck at home, who live alone, are stuck at home, and offering to help them or offering to keep them company, in, uh, keep them company by, by phone? I know one of my friends who, uh, whose husband died a few years ago, she posted that she was lonely on Facebook, and then suddenly a neighbor showed up on the patio next door, and they sta- stood on the patio. She said, she said there were a patio and a driveway apart from each other, and they stood there and they spoke for a half hour, all because she posted on Facebook that she was lonely. We never hear about these people. These are not, uh, these are not people we talk about. And why? Beats me. Why do we always focus on the negative and never focus on the positive? <laughs> I don't know. I-, I discussed this on a previous show. And I, I told the story that one day, uh, well, you know what, we're going to get Sheldon on. Um, uh, Sheldon was there for, I, th- I think Sheldon was there when we did this. We're going to call Sheldon now. We're going to see if we get Sheldon onto the, uh, onto the show. And uh, when Sheldon, uh, when Sheldon uh, picks up, if he picks up, uh, I'm going to ask him if he was there. I don't remember if he was there for that show, but we're going to ask Sheldon. Uh, uh, he just picked up, so let's, uh, let's put him on the air right away. Uh, hi, Sheldon. Uh, hi, Sheldon. Uh, hi, Sheldon. Uh, hi, Sheldon. Uh, oh, wait, wait. That was the wrong button. Uh, psychedelic was the wrong button. Hi, yeah, I was, hear- I was hearing an echo. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that was a little psychedelic, but was, uh, I pushed the wrong button. <laughs> I, I do that occasionally, Sheldon. Occasionally, <laughs> I push the wrong button. How are you? I am. Um, I, I'm surviving. How are you? Not too bad. You can hear me loud and clear. I hear you loud and clear, and clear and loud, and loud and clear, and uh, all that stuff. Excellent. You'll have to excuse me, everyone, because I'm still trying to get over this uh, asthma flare-up that I had a couple of weeks ago, and so I'm hopefully it'll sound, uh, I'm going to sound copacetic, I suppose. What did uh, you want to ask me? So, Sheldon, um, uh, <clears throat> I did a show, I, when we were still uh, at the other radio station, at Radio Shalom, 
Mm-hmm. I uh, I did a show where we were talking only about um, only about good only about good stories. Okay, and, and we did that. We did that for a week. Were you there for that? I don't remember if you were there yet. I don't remember because I think I got there at October of 2013 at Radio Shalom uh, on your show when you asked me to be a part of it. So if it was anything from October onwards, yes. I, if I, it was October before, no, or before October of 2013. I, I don't remember when the last time when I did that show. Uh, okay. But what we did was we, uh, we asked, um, we, we were uh, looking at um, good news stories. We said, you know, we're always focusing on a negative. Let's focus on a positive. Excellent and so we, idea. So we were looking at good news stories, and um, and at the time we were on AM, and uh, we got a lot of calls. I mean, a lot, a lot of calls all the time, and um, and so uh, we, I said, let's look at the good news stories, and I bet I don't remember who was on with me. I thought it was you, but it probably not. <laughs> um, and I bet the person who was on the on the um, on the air with me, I said to them, I bet you that um, that we um, that we're not going to get as many calls. Hmm. And he said to me, you're crazy. And I said, no, 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 you're going to see, you're going to see that we're going to do this and we're not going to get as many calls as we usually get because good news stories don't get calls. Nobody cares about the good news story. And that's too bad, isn't it? And he, he, he bet me and then, um, and then I was right. Nobody cared about the good news story. Ah, that's awful. And it was awful. It really was. It was terrible. And I was like, what? What do you mean nobody cares about the good news story? Why wouldn't people call in for, uh, for good news? I, I don't get it. I don't get it either. We're so, delu- we're so bombarded with ne- bad news, especially now what's been going on. And that's what I'm saying. And so, I mean, you know, if you could offer some good news. Like, uh, I, was, I was just saying that um, if we take a look at the, uh, at the reporting for the coronavirus, and if we, mm-hmm. look, if we look at the reporting... Uh, we see that uh, all they're talking about is, you know, this many deaths and that many deaths. Nobody's talking about the 81,000 people who survived this. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I mean, like, why not? Why are we talking about the 80,000 people who survived the virus? Why are we only talking about the people who died from the virus? Why is that news? Why isn't the news the people who survived the virus? You know, 13,000 people survived the virus yesterday, let's say, uh, you know, as a number, just, uh, just pulling a, number sure. off the, uh, a random number off the top of my head. If 13,000 people have survived the virus yesterday, why aren't we talking about that? Yeah, you're right. And they should. And uh, that's why it was always, you know, I know media has a duty to to do, but also to balance as well as not only them conveying the bad news, but also trying to put the light, the best spin possible for good news. Yeah, seriously. Especially things like this, like the coronavirus, the people that survived. And seriously, nobody's talking about the people who survived. I mean, no. I've seen a few articles about uh, about survivors and survivors talking about what it was like to have the virus, but nobody's really talking, saying that you know this this many people survived, and that's really uh, that's really a shame. And I think also a little piece of good news, which media really hasn't reported on, and maybe this might or may not make sense. Yeah. But I think for the most part, and I'm saying the most, I'm I'm never going to say all because you're always going to get you know op- opinions differing. But for the most side, people have put away partisan politics. <laughs> I, I disagree. I'm, say, I'm, say, I'm I disagree. I'm saying, I'm saying, you know, like this is, I'm say, and I'm saying again, most people, I'm not going to say all because obviously I would be wrong on that. You are wrong. But for the most people, regardless of which side of the spectrum you are, what your political views are, I feel that the political leaders are doing a great job. They are giving the information available and you know what 
for the most part, conservatives, liberals, NDP here in this country has been pretty much on side. They've uh, because basically when it comes to people's safety, it doesn't make a darn difference which side you uh, your political views are. It, you're talking about a human life, the life of you, your family, and your loved ones. Uh, and that's a piece of good news that everybody wants the same thing. Everybody wants whatever the governments are able to do. Because this is, of course, this is completely extraordinary. This has never happened before in our lifetimes. And for once, most people are on side and most people want and appreciate whatever whatever the government is able to do and whatever, you know, uh, they, they, they're doing press conferences every day of the week to inform us and to let us all know what the situation is. Yes, they should put spin some more good news in it as well. And that's also the media's role. Yeah. But also to put everybody on side and for the people that are doing partisan politics, and I don't care which side, I don't care if you're the left or the right, I don't care. To me... It's about us all being safe, and actually, I would have—I was going to do a center point uh, viewpoint on this. Sure, you can. That I you think want. it's about—it's about time now that people are are now, let's say, eighty to eighty-five percent are on the same side. We want whatever the government is able to do to get us all better. There's p- many people that have lost their jobs. People's lives are upside down. People are not going out, or most people are hearing. The thing that really, really gets my goat are the people that are not listening. People are there's some people. Most people are listening. Most people, like when I've been going around a walk in my neck of the woods, where you know where I live, yeah, I see very few people on the sidewalk, and I and I don't see more than two people at a time together. I go through the parks, the playgrounds are cordoned off with the kids, and I see parents with kids. They're respecting to make sure that they don't go on the slides. They don't go onto any of the uh, playground areas and facilities. They're with their kids. They're, they're keeping apart. Social distancing is being well-respected in my neck of the woods. And I think people have to listen. Now, I was seeing too, Howie, when hearing stories about a week. As a matter of fact, my girlfriend and I, and this is the first time I was back since I was away, I was in Aruba on the March break, and I got back just in the nick of time. Yeah, you're, and you're the, like the last, uh, you're one of the last um, uh, planes in. Well, it wasn't the last place planes in, but the thing was there was nothing at the airports in terms of any specific notices of any kind, either in Aruba, at Pearson, or here in Montreal, about any warning for the coronavirus. I mean, there was, uh, but my girlfriend and I, we made sure we had sanitizers on the plane. We made sure that we really, all the trays, the seat belts, the armrest, everything. Even when we came back from the washroom, even when we uh, unloaded, unloaded, uh, loaded, unloaded our suitcase, we made sure we washed it, like we sanitized it and everything like that. So we were very, very prudent and made sure that we were safe as soon as we bypassed security. And even with the security, there was no screening. There was no questionnaire except well, when it was, we it was, back into Canada. You, it was way before they started doing this. Yeah, exactly. But the, there was only one extra question, actually two extra questions when we came back through Canadian Customs, which was actually done electronically at Pearson. And that was the following. If we, were, if we came back from either China or any Asian country. Yeah. And number two, if, we, if there was any cannabis. 
if we were carrying any cannabis with us. Those were the only extra two questions other than, and it was all electronic. It was all, you put your passport in the scanner. We were not questioned by any human beings, any authorities at all. And there was very few people. I think there was one person at wearing a mask on the plane going there and coming back. Uh, from Toronto and Aruba, because we had to go through Pearson to go to Aruba, because there was no nonsense. You know, the experts here. are saying that wearing those masks is totally useless. Yeah, exactly. And pe- but right away, people start panicking, right? So it's the same thing when there was a hoard on bathroom tissues and a hoard of hand sanitizers. Like people were hoarding and everything. But, but you like came that. back before people started hoarding. So uh, yeah, exactly. You, you, were, we, you, were, you were back a week before that. Yeah, we really got back really in the nick of time. I, I know I was on the phone with my mother since we, we were since we arrived in Pearson, since we arrived in Aruba, because she was really worried because the news started uh, going on about the coronavirus, but obviously it was not the way it is now. Um, the only thing that we saw uh, in our hotel lobby in Aruba, we had like an open-air hotel lobby, and they had it piped into CNN, and we were watching... Uh, scare the, the, tactics of CNN, yes. Yes, so we were watching the situation with uh, a tornado in Tennessee, and I happen to have a cousin that's uh, originally from New York that moved down to uh, near the Nashville, Tennessee area, but stuck on the city of, of Nashville, is out really in the burbs, and thankfully his house was not destroyed, yeah. which really, really uh, scared the heck out of me. There was some information about coronavirus in the United States, but that was the only thing they were but getting look, in the lobby was I, CNN. I, I saw reports about coronavirus at the beginning of January, at the end of December, yeah. beginning of yeah. January. There were yeah. already reports of Corona coming in, so yeah, I mean, ex- this is this is this should not be surprised. Uh, nobody should be surprised by this. All right, but so it was, it wasn't we, we, like got, any- we got a call. We got a call. Let's go to yep. the phones. Let's go to the phones. Uh, hi, who's this? This is Randy Charnas. Hey, Randy, how are you? Good. How are you? Good. Thanks. Could you just turn your radio down on the other side? Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I was actually watching you streaming online, but apparently the online is not where I am. Oh, okay, cool. Because online you're still talking to Sheldon Freed. Yes, yes. Uh, there's, there's a buffer. <laughs> okay. Hi, Randy. How, how are, are you? So how are you holding up, Randy? What are, what are you guys doing to, uh, to hold up here? I'm holding up okay, although I was kind of shocked by the fact that, uh, that they closed Cavendish Mall today. They closed IGA. Well, they closed Cavendish Mall last week, but the IGA they closed today. Yeah. yeah Do we know why? Uh, I'm, I'm assuming it's because they have a testing center right behind it. And they That's don't what want, I was thinking, too. And they yeah. don't want people who are going to the testing center coming to shop afterwards? Yeah, that's true. Uh, you know, the staff has to watch out for their safety, too. Yeah, I know. I mean, I was there this morning, and it was a little crazy because they didn't have enough uh, cashiers, and so they were busy running trying to open up other cashiers and confusing people. Wow. Yeah, because staff is an express cash that had car order. Figure that one out. Because my, oh, my guess is that staff isn't showing up to work. Hmm. People are afraid to work. They're afraid to work in public places. I mean, no, I, 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 was offered, I was offered a job uh, last week for two weeks up until Pesach. I was offered a job at a hospital, right, in the kitchen at a hospital. And I was like, are you crazy? I'm not going to work <laughs> at a hospital. <laughs> That's insane. No way. Yeah. yeah, that would be a little close to the action, huh? Yeah, slightly. Uh, I, said, I said, there's no way I'm taking that job. And they were, like, surprised. Yeah. They're like, what do you mean you're going to say no? I was like, well, why would I go there? I mean, like... like <laughs> I know, I know. People in the hospitals have to eat, and you, you, you know, people have to work in these hospitals. But, but yeah, I mean, I'm not crazy, right? I haven't lost my mind right. yet. No, but yeah, yeah. That's good. If they paid you three times the salary, you still wouldn't go. No, I do. It's not about money, Randy. 
It has nothing to do with money. I know. It has to do with sanity. It definitely has to do with sanity. Definitely. So I'm holding okay, trying to keep my son entertained, because his school is the only school board that does not have online classes. Right. Well, that happens. Um, Yeah, my school doesn't have online classes either. I've been sitting at home thinking that, you know, if we come back at the end of May, (laughs) there's no government, there's no exams, so, I mean, like, what am I going to do with them for a month? (laughs) This is what I'm thinking. I mean, I mean, whatever Stop. curriculum I had prepared, forget about it. It's out the window. And I come back, I have uh, three grades, three courses per grade. Mm-hmm. What am What am I going to do for those nine courses? I mean, you know, I have no idea. <laughs> Teach art. Yeah, yeah. Seriously, that's that's what all I could do. I mean, yeah. Uh, so they announced today that they're supposed to be doing something as of March thirtieth, but but they keep pushing the dates back now. So uh, the U.S. has just pushed their uh, the um, the U.S. has just pushed the um, the no contact date, like you know, the uh, the self, yeah. the 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 uh, separation date. Uh, Sheldon, what what date did it? April thirtieth, I think, right? Uh, yeah, it was Something April thirtieth, like I believe. But, I mean, they yeah. pushed yeah. the what they were meant to say is on March thirtieth. They're supposed to be adding courses for the EMSB. Ah, something you can do. But then they said in the same email, they said you can take them, but they're optional. And you don't get credit for them. So why bother? Right, and I've been reading. I've been reading that teachers are saying, well, they're not paying us to do this. Why should we do this? <laughs> I mean, exactly. So I mean, yeah, I, I don't know. If I mean, I tried. I had a teacher that 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 was Noah, my son's teacher, yeah. and we used Zoom, and we had a good class out there. And she tried to get the rest of the class on board, and the school board shut her down. The school board shut her down. Yeah. Why would they do that? I don't know. And then they sent out an email saying they won't use Zoom. Figure that one out. That is so weird. I mean, a teacher was reaching out and trying to do something, and the school board shut them down. Yeah. That's that's strange. I don't even know if the school board mm-hmm. even well, knows what the, he what the heck is doing it all doing. the time, and he loves it. So go figure that one out. Uh, I don't understand it. <laughs> but um, you know, we do what we can do, right? That's all we could do. We can't do more. And than this that. will end eventually. You think? Well, it will. Well, I'm hoping it will. Well, it's going to end, and then they may have a second volley. By that time, they'll have an antivirus, and then we'll be done. Yeah. Uh, for those of you um, watching on uh, YouTube, on Twitter, on Facebook. Uh, you didn't hear the caller for for half the call. Uh, there was a uh, d- there was a problem with the phone system. That's why it took me a while to get to you, and that's why Randy didn't hear that he was picked up. Uh, we f- I fixed the problem. See, this, this is the problem with using the equipment once a week, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so. Next show is going to be even more interesting. I'm taking the whole studio apart after the show. Uh oh. So next oh, really? next show will be even more interesting. Uh oh. Okay. Yeah. So, well, I wish you, you good luck on your show, and I will try to call in more often. Thank you. I appreciate your call, Randy, and uh, we'll see you, take care, Randy. We'll see you as soon well, as we right? can, right? That's right. We will. All right. Take care, man. Take care. Bye. Good luck. Bye. one 669 1292 is the number to call. one 669 1292 Listen, uh, you know, I, I have a couple of people who are messaging saying, hey, why don't you don't guess, give facts, because I said I guessed that the uh, IGA closed because of uh, the the Corona testing center behind it. Hey, look, there were, um, the facts are few and far between here. Uh, it's only speculation. We can't, we can't give facts on stuff like that because we don't know. Uh, they well, could have been overwhelmed. Well, also, Code St. Luke was, de- uh, was designed, or, or not designed, uh, sorry, for, uh, because they, went, they, they got a huge outbreak of the COVID-19, especially around the Cavendish Mall area, and not only because of the testing site in the back, actually, I believe it's near the... Um, René Cassin CLSC, 
which is in the uh, which is in the rear part of the parking lot but i also think that because a lot of people have come back a lot of the snowbirds have come back and uh mitchell brownstein was you know i'm glad that the quebec government acted as fast as they did to put a mobile testing uh facility in the back of the cavendish mall but also like um my girlfriend went to get some groceries there and at that time when she went into the iga if there were 20 people total inside the grocery store it was a lot of people there was a security guard outside in the doorway yeah and there was they were sanitizing all the carts there were definitely uh symbols on the floor of where you should stand as well, opposed to the person in front or behind you well look sheldon uh, randy just said that he was there this morning okay uh, before they closed it and uh and um and they didn't have enough cashiers yeah, at, at that time when we when she, my girlfriend went, there were, but they didn't have that problem. But I think now because of what happened plus the testing site, I can see why they're closing. And I think it's going to draw a lot a lot of people to their Cozy Loop shopping center, the other IGA. And uh, who knows how long that's going to stay open because it's a it's a big pipeline. Like you said, it's very hard for the people to go and work for the grocery stores because people are frightened and I don't blame them. Yeah, if you watch CNN only, you'll be scared out of your mind. Yeah, well, I did, you know, you know, like I'm not watching CNN now, but I'll I'll tell you, it's uh, obviously it's a very scary situation. Now, here's another situation too. Um, I was speaking with my cousin from Tennessee the other day, originally from New York, and his daughter lives at base Bayside Queens, New York, and she was telling me that their mayor Bloomberg has Bloomberg. still kept. Oh, Blo- Bloomberg's up- not mayor of New York. Uh, What's the mayor of New York? De Blasio, Bill De Blasio. Oh, Bill. Okay, sorry, Bill. Bill Blasio. Sorry. Apparently, the uh, I stand corrected. And I'm sorry. Um, apparently, he still kept Central Park opened. Really? And I'm wondering. I said on a given day, without this whole coronavirus, and I've been to several Central Park many times. I'm sure you have too. On a given day, it has thousands of people there. Not, I'm not even talking about concerts in Central Park. I'm talking about gatherings of people in Central Park. And if they're still keeping the park open, you know, and, and again, I don't care what their political affiliation is. I don't care. You know what? These public places have to be closed for right now. They cannot, even the uh, governor in Florida at one point, when people were off work, were off school, he still kept the beaches open in Florida. Yeah, that's right. He only closed them uh, about a week ago. Yeah. Also in Vancouver, the beaches were open in Vancouver and people were gathering, having parties on the beach. Now, this is the thing. For the exception of the odd time my girlfriend coming to my house and it's just she and I taking walks and we're distancing ourselves from one another. Other than that, I've been taking walks by myself there's hardly anybody around, and if there, if there is anybody that comes in close contact, we step away from each other. So the, most people are listening to what the government and health officials are saying, but for the people that are not listening, please, for the love of God, keep yourself safe, keep your friends and family safe, and listen to, to government authorities, health authorities, and the media. Forget about partisan politics. We're all in this together regardless of where we live, regardless of what our affiliations are and what our political ideologies may be. This is about us being safe. And at the end of the day, when you get up in the morning, you want you and your family to be safe. 
Now you were you were sick, uh, not just last week. I yeah. spoke to you. I could you know you were barely able to talk. Uh, yeah. Were you afraid that you had Corona? No, because what happened was, and all, and for people that are listening uh, to me, what happened was after I got back from Aruba, which was Sunday, March the eighth, I resumed my employment uh, training course that I take, and I and I went back on the ninth on Monday, and then on the on the twelfth, on the Thursday, I was walking out of the training course out of the building. And where the exit was, I walked into a group of four people smoking. They were right at the exit. Like, as soon as I opened up the door, I couldn't get away from anywhere because I didn't see them until right when I opened up the door. And I walked right into it. And as I was walking to the metro station, which was about two blocks away, I started coughing. And I knew right away I was in trouble. So I came home. Thankfully, I had my Ventolin, my air puffers that I always keep on me all the time. But my voice started getting shot the next day. On the 13th of March, I called in sick because I couldn't go in. I hardly had a voice. So people started panicking in my group because, you know, I was fine on Thursday. And then I told the teacher and the teacher said I was not here on Friday that I was sick. And uh, people thought right away I got the coronavirus. Now, I know my asthma and when I get it, I don't get it very often. When I do, it really knocks me for a loop. I had the same symptoms. I did not have a fever. I did not have a sore co- uh, a throat. The only thing I did have was a cough, but that's part and parcel when you have an asthma attack plus uh, loss of your loss of my voice. And that's what I had. And I was right away. I went into isolation. Didn't even think twice about it. This was even even before the government said two week uh, voluntary self isolation. I did it anyway because I didn't want people to start panicking and. If I come in contact with any smokers at that time, because I was in such a vulnerable state, I would have probably wound up being in the hospital. Right. All right. So, so I said, you know what? I'm staying home. And my building's a non-smoking building. I'm staying in my apartment. Uh, and I would open up the window in my apartment to get a little bit of fresh air, as I do every day. Good. And and that's what I and basically I was staying home for almost two weeks. Well, you're sounding start, good. You're sounding good now, Sheldon. I'm feeling better, but I still have a bit of a cough, and I have my Kleenex and water right next to me. And there are times I have to mute the mic for that reason. I'm feeling better, but it took it takes a while until I get the coughing out of the system. All right. And it's still a bit in my. It's still, but right away, my kids were very concerned. My mother was very concerned. I was very concerned. And, and, uh, but I, thank you. And I, but I knew right away because I know my symptoms in, I even called the hotline, the coronavirus hotline, not to be confused with, uh, 911 or Info Santé. Yeah. Cause that the new line, it took me a while to get through, but once I did, they asked me the symptoms and they said, no, unless you have a fever, unless you have a sore throat and, uh, you know, uh, uh, and, uh, and the other symptoms that they mentioned at the time, stay home and rest. That's it. And that's what I did, and I'm feeling better. I never had a fever. I never had a sore throat. Good. And I've been drinking a lot of tea. I've been drinking more tea now every day than I've ever done done so, in my life. So you didn't get checked for corona only because they told you not to. Uh, you can't get checked for corona just by walking into a place. No, they no. Have to refer well, that's you. the thing. Yeah, yeah, because but that's what people seem to think. So people think, oh, right away I should get myself checked out. But if you don't have the symptoms, it's not going to appear anything on the test anyway. But, but they're not going to—they're not going to check you anyway. They're going to yeah, say, they listen. won't check you. Yeah, because otherwise, yeah. It, as it is, there's enough. There's thousands of people that are being checked that already have the symptoms, and we're told because they because when you call that hotline, if I had the symptoms, then they would say okay. Because the Jewish General Hospital, which is not far from where I live, 
was one of the hospitals at that time was one of the original hospitals that was treating for the coronavirus. Right, but uh, they still they still are. They still are, but they added more hospitals because they're they, they were they're absolutely overwhelmed as you could as as we could un, uh, understand. Right. So they added more hospitals. I think now they have eleven hospitals that are now doing that. Where before it was four hospitals, the Jewish General being one of them here in this area. And they said uh, they said uh, if I would have had the symptoms, they would have given me an appointment. And what they told me what they would do is they notify the hospital. So when you come in, they you give your you. name, they take you right away, and I guess they put you into a room or they put you into a, a certain area. I don't know because I haven't, I didn't have the symptoms, so I never went. Right. So they told me stay at home, do whatever, and the and the building was where where I live, and you know where I live. Yep. They they've been very prudent. They've been putting hand sanitizers in. They closed the recreation room downstairs. Uh, they've been extremely they they've been extremely vigilant. In protecting their, uh, I'm, they're protecting their tenants. We're getting Passover meals uh, delivered directly to us. Amazing. And uh, and I usually get a delivery anyway. A Friday night's uh, Shabbat supper. I usually get it Thursday night from Mata. I get it now during Thursday afternoon and Passover. Last year they we uh, there was a certain area downstairs that we had to pick it up in our building. Now they're saying because the room is closed that do not go downstairs, and they put in big block letters, they said, we will bring each and every one of you in the building a Passover meal. We will leave it at your door. Do not come downstairs. Amazing. So, I, so they're taking care of you. That's, that's they're, they've been They've been absolutely wonderful. Like, I've, been, I, I've been, like, ever since I moved in January of 2019, they, they've been absolutely incredible. Uh, wonderful, wonderful people, and they've been amazing. They've been taking care of everyone. People are respecting the social distancing, the distancing here in the building, and physical distancing. That's important. Yeah, and, and that's what it's that's what it's really, really, really important. I know in the uh, King David um, residence in Cote Saint Luke, there were some people that were that were tested positive for the coronavirus. I don't know what the numbers are now. And this was another very scary thing. So far in this building, for what I know right now, nobody has tested positive for for the um, COVID-19. Thank God. Uh, yeah, 1-877-669-1292 is the number to call. 1-877-669-1292. How are you holding up during this uh, self-isolation? I've been doing a lot of radio shows. Uh, what have you been doing? 1-877-669-1292. Actually, I had a bunch of... Um, had a bunch of projects I had to do for uh, for school, so hmm. I caught up on all the schoolwork that I was that I was behind on, which is great. But now what, right? <laughs> you know what? It's it's funny. We take it for granted, eh? Like we we always never seem to have enough time. You know, when we're home, it's like we're we're rushing, and then we try to take whatever it is and try to soak in a weekend or whatever. And now it's like because we're hardly going out. Uh, you know, we, 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 we have to do things. We make, you know, we, we try to do things and make ourselves very busy. I mean, I was, I couldn't do a radio show last Wednesday for, uh, not last Wednesday, the Wednesday before for the other show. Yeah. Cause all, because again, my voice was shot. So last Wednesday I came back and tonight I'm coming back and, uh, but uh, I was put. At, I was also putting together. There's a new PSA that went out. Uh, the old Beatles rendition. I want to hold your hand. Is uh, wash your hands. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, so that that's going viral. Uh, Neil Diamond's Sweet Caroline went viral. Did, did you see him singing? It was him singing it. It was him singing. Yeah, yeah. yeah there was the, he had a fireside uh, chat. Saw, I saw him. What? I watched it live. He had a fireside chat. Yeah. Where, where he sang a bunch of songs and uh, he changed Sweet Caroline to. Uh, 
to yeah. to to whatever but, it was something about washing your hands. But I think he has. Uh, I think he had. What is it? Parkinson's that he has, or something. He yeah. has something. Yeah, his voice, yeah. His voice isn't so great anymore. Yeah, and uh, he had his dog there. I remember for people who didn't see the video, and it was. It's nice that a lot of these uh, performers are are streaming online just to keep us, you know, keep us entertained as much as they we could possibly it's, it's do. Even, and it, it's even nicer that. Um, that uh, one of the recording industries, uh, the recording industry, the uh, the union for the recording industry, has decided they're paying for people who are, they're paying the performers who perform online, so Good they're actually getting for paid for it. That's really nice. That's which really is, that's a real which mensch. is nice. That's, I mean, yeah, you know, very 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 nice. That's, people should uh, be paid for their talents. Absolutely, I always agreed with that. Uh, no question about it. Because me you too. Know, it, it, <laughs> It is a talent, and yeah. it's 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 really it's really amazing. And you know, I think you when know, it comes I, to this, it's been it's been twenty eight years. I've been doing this show twenty seven years. Twenty seven years. My God, I've wow. been doing this show for twenty seven years. I've never been paid for it. Never. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? It's it's always appreciated. You've always opened up people's minds, heart, and soul. Yeah, you're you're a good uh, you're a wonderful Samaritan that really cares about. Uh, people in the Jewish community and very passionate about your views and uh, uh, you you do a tremendous service to the Jewish community around the world, the Jewish communities around the world, and we're very fortunate uh, to have you. And you're you're always been a very close and dear friend of mine. Uh, we joke about we joke around a lot of things, but you know when push comes to shove, uh, you know you really gave me the opportunity after I was let go from the from the Bell. And to, um, you know, I've always appreciated everything you've done and the closeness that you and I've shared, the jokes, the many jokes that you and I have shared. As a matter of fact, I spoke to a mutual friend. Of, well, I, I don't remember if you know him or not, but I think you, you heard of him, uh, Rob Reford. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So I spoke to him because I wished him a happy birthday. And we were on the phone for an hour today. He called me to wow. reach out to see nice. how things were doing and, uh, and, you know, just stuff. And we were just uh, reminiscing on radio stories. And, and then I was thinking about you after I got off the phone with him. And I was saying, oh, my God, if I was to be in contact with everybody that's been a pillar in the um, local radio community, oh, my God, we would have so many books on, online or on, in the records or in the, in the stores, the bookstores. It would be incredible. Seriously. Uh, by the way, if you think that you have, um, if you think that you have the, uh, the corona, see, my, my nephew started calling it the corona. The corona. So if you think you have the corona, uh, what number do you call, Sheldon? What's, what's the emergency number? Well, I don't have it on me now, uh, but it's it's very easy enough. To, if you go into the Quebec government website, it will definitely have the number. Uh, I'll have to look that up online. It's not eight one one anymore. That number was uh, no, 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 no. Uh, that's one thing right away. Do not call eight one one because if you do, you're first of all you're you're really going to tax the system. Um, and the thing is, the number. Um, the number to call is a special number just for the coronavirus. Yeah, do you remember what the number was? I don't have. I'm just name. looking it up now, All right. um, and I will give that right now. Uh, let me see here. As I'm okay. Yeah, here. Uh, let me see here. Hang on. All right, we're hanging on. on. We're hanging on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So here's the number. So it says if you're worried about the COVID-19, this is in only in this region. Um, and that's what I had to call. The number is toll free one eight seven seven six four 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 five four five. Again, 
It's toll-free. The number is 1-877-644-4545. Please do not call 811. And only call 911 if it's an emergency and you have and you require immediate assistance via ambulance or anything like that. Do not call 911 and ask if you got certain symptoms of the coronavirus. They, they're stressing, and it's telling. It's also saying for people, do not go to a medical clinic until you first obtained an appointment. Now, when you call this number, if you do have the symptoms, they will give you an appointment. They will tell you which hospital to go to. When you arrive at the hospital, you give your name. You will be taken to a room, and you will be waiting to see a doctor, and then you will get the the proper testing for the coronavirus. Do not go by yourself to a hospital unless otherwise advised by calling again the toll-free number of 1-877-644-4545. You know, I think I had Corona in December. Oh, remember? Why I, would you? Remember, I was sick in December. I took I took four weeks off on the show at the end of November, yeah, beginning of yeah, December. Yeah, I remember that. But and uh, I, I, I mean, I ended up in the hospital. I had fever. I had a scratchy. I had a scratchy throat. I had chest pains. Well, the the I don't believe the chest pains is one of the symptoms. It is one of the symptoms, yes. It oh, is. maybe it is one of the symptoms. Okay, because I know I did not have chest pains uh, when I had the asthma. Uh, that I know for a fact. Right. Because I, I, I called this number almost two weeks ago because I've had this thing for two weeks. So I don't remember exactly what my whole conversation was. But um, but after I, I told them, because they asked me questions, did I have this, did I have this, like, you know, and, and what did I, you know, what did I have? And they said, no, uh, do not worry about it. Uh, and, and the person was very professional. They were not rushing me. And they were just saying, no, you do not have the virus. You, you have your asthma. You're familiar with your symptoms. Right. They did They did tell me that if I do have a fever, if I do have the other symptoms that was mentioned, call back this number again. Do not go to the hospital by your, do not go to the hospital on my own. Call the number. We will give you an appointment. Yeah, I was rushed to the hospital by ambulance. Oh, boy. And uh, they kept me there, and they couldn't diagnose it at the time. But the thing so. is, you're better now, so obviously your immune system was strong enough that if you did have it... Right, it's gone. You're one of, you're one of the statistics if you did have it, because well, they would, won't... I wouldn't, be part, gonna, I wouldn't be part of the statistics. Cause no, you won't be part of the statistics, it. yeah. Because yeah. it, uh, it was before the testing exactly. and everything else. It was before, and, the, it was before the pandemic. Yeah, and the thing is too, if you if you take a look at the, in our province of Quebec and province of Ontario, the March breaks are not at the same time. Now, my girlfriend is a teacher, and her March break was that week that we went to Aruba. So when we came back again, there were there were still many snowbirds that were still away because the snowbirds go away for five six months. Yeah. Um, so now the, the this is what this is what the problem was because the Cote Saint Luke has the greatest number of snowbirds in North America. Or, yeah, in e- either one of the yeah, it's probably one of the top five or top ten in North America. Probably also North York and Toronto also. Yeah, uh, that's where all of a sudden things started spiking. Plus yeah, but the you way know, they're you know, doing a- the testing now and the statistics. That's why you're seeing a soar of. But you know what? You know what? You know what? Really, really. Uh- gets my goat and it's got my goat for uh, for a week already what's that so the snowbirds have been running around and uh when they started coming back at the in the middle of uh i don't know when, when did they come back in the middle of march right right you know right at the beginning of march somewhere around the second week of first second week of march the and, snowbirds yeah probably the middle of march i think okay so the second week of march 
yeah. people um people started um people started walking around and then people started complaining online. I, I, mean, I was watching online as people were complaining, hey, somebody should stop these snowbirds. They're walking around. They could be spreading this virus everywhere because Florida, I mean, right? Uh, right. And, and, so, um, and so then people started arguing, well, you know, uh, you shouldn't pick on the snowbirds. They're old people. They don't know, blah, blah, blah. And then suddenly all the talk about the snowbirds stopped and then they just started talking about religious people and, and how bad religious people are and how Religious people are spreading this around, and Minyanim, and uh, they just started talking about, about about Jewish religious people, and just started, you know, crapping on them. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa one second, what's that? You need a scapegoat, really, really? In this this pandemic, we need a scapegoat. We need to point fingers. You know what? It's all it's, about it's it's terrible. It's all about any anybody, no matter what religion, no matter what race, no matter what language or whatever. The thing is that, and this is what government officials are saying, it's the question of staying home and staying away from a lot of people. So, you know, I'm not pointing fingers yeah, so at I don't, I don't anybody. Want the government, I don't want the government putting armed guards in our hallways. Well, God, I, I, I don't who, want the government sending the army I don't want army it either. In, okay? I, I don't want it either. Uh, and I, so, so people have to understand that if we do this voluntarily, the government doesn't have to send in the army. Thank you. But they will send in the army if we don't do it voluntarily. Well, so, that's it, because people have to listen. And the thing is, if nobody, if everybody's at home, even if you have the virus for the two weeks that you're, because that's what they're saying. They're saying that if you self-quarantine yourself for two weeks, because that's what they say that the virus usually will last um, or have the yeah, worst 14, effects. 14 days. Yeah. yeah, 14 days. Yeah. So the thing is that if you're listening, and that's what I was doing for two weeks, I was, I was in my house. I did not go out. Period. I did not even go to check the mail. Okay. I stayed at home inside my apartment for two weeks. Which is what you should have been doing. Yeah, and that's what I did. And then I started going for walks by myself. I was not near anybody. Okay, great. And as soon as I saw somebody, I, I ducked. I didn't go into a shopping center. I haven't gone into any public places where there were a lot of people. As soon as I saw there were three people or, or a few people walking my direction, I would cut away. I would go across the street. You I know, maintained because you know what? I wanted, I cared about my safety. And I know I didn't, was not, I did not have the coronavirus. I did not want to take a chance that if I was a carrier or if anybody was a carrier or anybody had the coronavirus, I was protecting myself. You know, Sheldon, I, I, uh, I, I've been home pretty much, pretty much nonstop for the last couple of weeks. Yeah. Uh, I've gone out maybe three times to do some essential shopping, but other than that, I haven't left the house. Right? That's diff- that's different when you do essential shopping because um, everybody yeah. because you know what it is for to to get online groceries. Uh, it's impossible. So I uh, made an o- I, I made an order last week. How you know when my order is coming? Next week, April the fourth. To uh, yeah, next week. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I spoke to my cousin, New York City. They're now getting orders in the beginning of May. There's yeah. no delivery until. If you're ordering now, you're not going to get your order until the beginning of May. So I um I went out to do some essential shopping, and that was it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, now, now I um I'm, I'm a relatively healthy guy. I have not had exposure to anybody. I have not had any symptoms. I'm you know I'm 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 pretty much okay, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not going to go to a supermarket tomorrow. I'm not, you know, I, I need food. I'm not going to order from a supermarket. I can order from a supermarket. I'll order from restaurants for the rest of the week until Passover. You know, mm-hmm. so whatever it costs, it costs. I, I have no choice. 
But uh, there's right. no way I'm going into a supermarket or no way I'm going into any of these uh, public places. I'm going to stay home because I want to stay healthy. Simple as yep. that. I agree with you. Because and I've been, I've been staying away from the market, to, uh, from the supermarket too. And My you know, girlfriend has gone, put it into a wagon. I took it upstairs because yeah. their carriage is here, but I washed down the carriage. She washed, she washed down the carriage, put it into the carriage, put it in the elevator. I and and uh, told me to to call for the elevator. She put it into the elevator. I took the wagon, brought the order into my house, unloaded it, brought put the carriage in the elevator, brought it downstairs, and my girlfriend took it and put it where the other carriages were. That's it. That's exactly what I did. So, I barely, I very, I have not seen my girlfriend for until a, f- a few days ago when she when I when I said hello from the balcony. There you go. You know, and and it's like you know, it's very hard. I haven't seen my kids in, in weeks. I speak to them on a regular basis. I speak to my mother on a regular basis. She's ninety-two years old, Kinahor. She's in great health. Amazing. Thank God. Yeah, and 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 I'm worried about. I was worried about her, and uh, you know, she's she was worried because in the case of of my asthma. But I kept reassuring her I'm fine. And when I was in Aruba, I kept assuring her I was fine. There was no problem. Uh, you know, so I mean, and the thing is, you know what? When, when all this is said and done, if there's another positive thing in this whole thing and we try to look on the positive side, people are checking in with one another. People are checking in more than they ever did with family. They're calling each other every day. I mean, I speak to my mother on a regular basis at least once a day. I, I now check in with her twice a day. I speak to my sister in Ottawa once a day. I speak to my brother and sister-in-law once a day. My brother's doing his work online. That's good. And unless he unless he has to operate uh, unless he has to operate on an emergency basis, all elective surgery has been canceled. His operating time is on Tuesdays. For the last two weeks, there has not been any emergency surgery. Thank goodness. Thank goodness. And he's been doing all video conferencing, everything from the confines of his own home. Yeah, well, that's the way it has to be uh, for yeah. now. Uh, Shelton, did you feel an earthquake last night? Three, uh, no, three o'clock, no, three thirty in the morning. There was an earthquake. I thought actually, I'll, I'll, I thought I felt like a bit of a shake, but not, but like I, I, I wasn't sure what it was, and I just went right back to sleep. And then I heard that there was an earthquake, so maybe I felt something. You know, I was up at three thirty in the morning. I, I wasn't sleeping, okay. and I did not feel an earthquake at all. Like I, like I just felt like a, like a very quick, like a little bit of like, it's almost like if a bus were to come by or a truck were to go by, you know, that kind of thing. Like I didn't feel anything like an earthquake, earthquake. I just felt like a, but I, but I went right back to sleep, but I thought it was nothing. And then I checked the, apparently it was a pretty powerful earthquake. Well, it was 3.1. I think what I heard, it was centered around the Muscoosh area, which is North of Montreal. And I saw, I get these alerts, uh, uh, through Ontario and Quebec, I get these alerts and it was marked that there was a, a, an earthquake, but they said at that time, I believe was 3.1 or 3.6. I forget what it was. Yeah. It was definitely under four. There was no uh, damages. Yeah. But I, uh, I, normally I would feel them. I, I, I felt the earthquakes before. Yeah. Uh, I felt I, earthquakes but this one here, I didn't feel it at all. I, I was awake and I didn't feel it at all. And I think also, uh, I mean, I'm usually, I was, by the way, Sheldon, I'm usually awake at three 30 in the morning. <laughs> okay, <laughs> it's a normal thing for me. Oh, are you okay? Yeah, uh, I know. When I was away in Aruba um, with Alina, I know uh, I, one of my kids was saying that there was a small earthquake, like a small little thing in Montreal. Yeah, but again, no damage. I, I forget what the date was. It was a few days before um, my girlfriend and I got back from Aruba. So, yeah, well, Montreal's on a, on a fault line, so uh, yeah. earthquakes yeah. are 
earthquakes are, are, are not unexpected here. Well, apparently, I know where the Olympic Stadium is. They built it, yes, on a fault line. Of course. Um, and the thing was, it's not like the San Andre- Andreas Fault in California. And that's like, that's a very big, prominent fault line. And that's why they always were scared that California would, would get, quote, the big one. Well, they've gotten the big one a few times. Well, they had one in San Francisco, I remember, during the World Series yeah, game. Yeah, Candlestick Park fell apart, remember? Yeah, yeah, and the Golden Gate, I, no, not the Golden Gate Bridge, the Bay Bridge had a lot of damage. Yeah, I remember that. And, um, yeah, and I remember there was one, there was one fairly, not a, not a lot of damage in Montreal, but I remember there was one time I, I really did feel like the ground was shaking in Montreal. But there was no damage, but I, I really felt it. Like, I really felt it wasn't a question of a truck passing. Right. But it was a question of, The earth you is know, shaking. Yeah, the earth, yeah, exactly. And then, and then I remember seeing videos of a television station in San Francisco, and there was a newscast going on or something, and all of a sudden you saw, like, you saw the camera shaking, and you saw, like, and they were saying, oh, we're feeling an earthquake. And, Didn't you, you see know, the set like, falling? The set fell. Yeah, exactly. And I, yeah. I, and I remember that. But yeah, we are in a fault line here in Montreal. And I remember another thing too. Originally, my girlfriend and I were supposed to go to Jamaica, and we changed it to Aruba because of a couple of things. Actually, before we went to Jamaica, we were thinking of going to Jamaica. They suffered an earthquake, and they had a fairly extensive damage. Like it wasn't like. Uh, let's say a tornado hitting Nassau or anything like that. Not that type of a damage, but there were some places that were damaged in Jamaica. And then we changed it anyway because of the crime that was going up in Jamaica. So we changed it from Jamaica to Aruba. All right. And so, we, uh, we, Sheldon, Sheldon, I just have to stop you for a sec. Yep. Um, we got a question. Can you explain what the negative count in Montreal is? We don't have that here. Is it people, uh, are there people who have recovered? So that's the, uh, that's the question we have. And, um, okay, so the latest information, is this the latest information? Uh, today is the 28th, 29th, right? So I have from yesterday. Okay. So yesterday's information was that there were 2,498 cases in Quebec on Saturday. It's mm-hmm. an increase of 477 since Friday, and the number of deaths has climbed from 4 to 22. Uh, the Quebec government announced that there is a 100 and, uh, 164 hospitalizations, an increase of 23, includes 57 people in intensive care. The number of negative test results, that was the question, how many negative test results there were, uh, climbed to 43,589. And there are currently 6,757 cases under investigation. So that number could have gone up a little bit uh, today. Uh, I don't have today's numbers, but that number could have gone up a little bit today. Uh, The number of confirmed cases of the virus in Montreal is at 1,219 as of Saturday. So the Quebec uh, Public Health Director confirmed that none of the 22 deaths in Quebec were that of people under 60 years old, specifying that most victims were between the ages of 80 and 89, and two were hmm. over 90. Yeah, so it's basically older people who are dying and people with uh, immune problems, people with underlying immune problems. Yeah, and that are, that are uh, also sometimes babies, uh, babies could be affected because their immune system is not 100%, you know, uh, you know as, as they're slowly growing and uh, at a very, very infantile stage, their immune system is not at its peak yet. Yeah. So uh, that you got to be careful. So if you do have a baby, 
you know, if once your once your child is six, seven, eight years old, the immune the immune system is going to be pretty much at full throttle. You'll be okay, but it's just the baby, especially if you're nursing the baby, uh, you know, and and uh, you um, and you're always in close contact with the baby. You got to be extremely careful. Yeah. So there's um, there's a lot of uh, misinformation going around, yeah. and uh, the best thing to do, the best thing to do, is to check with your local health authorities. Mm-hmm. They have the latest in uh, in information. Yeah, uh, it's uh, it's time to check with them. They'll have the latest information, the numbers, and everything else. Check with your local health authorities. And if you feel sick, you dial that eight hundred number. Sheldon, you still have that eight hundred number? Uh, yep, it is. As I'm just getting just getting it now. Yeah, it's one eight seven seven six four 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 five four five toll free. Right. So you dial that number, and uh, if you feel that you have symptoms. You describe your symptoms to the nurse on the other end, and the nurse will give you an appointment to go and get tested. Yeah. That's the way it's working. Yeah, exactly. If you're in the Montreal area, you could dial this number, 514-644-4545. But anywhere else other than in the province, toll-free 1-877-644-4545. Again, let me reiterate to people, if you think you have the symptoms, call that number. Do not proceed to a hospital. Call that number. If they if they they believe and they think you have the symptoms, they will give you an appointment. They will tell you where to go. They will they will let the hospital or center know your name. And when you get there, you give them your name. You will then be taken to a room, and you will be tested for the coronavirus. Do not call eight one one. Do not call nine one one unless you require ambulatory services All or right, any so or, I, or any emergency medical services. So I um. I uh, I read an article the other day about um, about in the states. So in Canada, the uh, at least in Quebec, the health minister says that uh, that the average age of people dying from the disease are between eighty and ninety. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the states, it's a totally different story. A lot of um, a lot of um, party going uh, March breakers have the disease, and uh, and the numbers are a lot lower in the states. And in the Middle East. The high numbers are between thir- ages thirty and fifty. So I mean, oh my! So I mean, it's 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 a pretty nasty disease. It's not something you what, want to play with. What's what's the story in Israel? What's the do you have any statistics in Israel that's uh, like how well, like how said, Israel middle, been able to cope with it? And well, Israel, everyone's on total lockdown. Okay, the whole country's on total lockdown. Nobody's allowed oh. going anywhere. What's their stats? Are they uh, have uh, what's the fatalities and what? How many people I, I recuperated? Don't, I don't have those numbers, but uh, okay. but I know that uh, the entire country's on lockdown. Yeah, which, and which I is the way it should be. be. And I think that the schools themselves here locally, uh, because I know my girlfriend is, who teaches English as a second language in a French school. Uh, her school is closed till May first. There was. Um, I received information from the administrator of the training center. They were thinking of opening up uh, right after Easter on the 14th of April, and I don't see that happening. And if the government is if the government is still ordering the schools to be closed down, and even though it's funded by, I am fairly um, sure, Sheldon, that the schools will be closed till the end of the year. Yeah, well, I, I can't imagine teachers, they're going to reopen the schools. Yeah, it's really because the thing is, even if it's slowly start slowly starting, the curve is slowly starting to. Uh, slow down in terms of the amount of fatalities, whatever. It's still we still have to keep ourselves protected for the for the stats to start going down, and it's going to take time. That's right. And, and the thing is, it's all about people. And this is well, one look, of the things. I, if they can't open I the ha- schools, if they can't open the schools by the beginning of May, yeah. then uh, there's no point in opening the schools at the beginning of June. 
Oh, no, no. Because, well, first of all... 20 days until um, the end of school. Yeah, first of all, there's not going to be any ministry of... Uh, uh, any ministry exams for the secondary four, secondary five locally. Okay, but that's that's totally irrelevant. I mean, yeah. no one's going back to school anytime in the near future. I can't, I can't see it myself. I mean, I think if anything, if anything at all, when do you, when do you think? Just, gi- just give a, a guess. This is not, uh, this, it's not a science, and, and I'm not saying this. I is have, being, this, I have no inside have, information on this at all. Yeah, be, uh, because I'm just, nobody, because nobody just knows. Guessing, if at anything at all, at the earliest, I don't see this uh, really starting to get better till almost near the end of the year. So my, my, my administration of my school, the school I work in, uh, said that we, we, we're going to be closed until everybody else opens, right? So, mm-hmm. uh, so that, what does that mean? That means that, um, that at least until after Passover, they're not going to open before Passover. And then after Passover, if they're allowed to open, they'll open. If not, then you know, we're closed for the rest of the year. That's what it is. Do you really see them opening up after Passover? No. I can't see it. I don't it's, see it happening. It's, it's not, uh, there's still cases that are, that are, you know, there's still cases that are coming in. If, even if the, there's no fatalities today, they're still getting people that are being tested positive for the, corona, for the COVID-19. Yeah. Is there an emergency plan there if your hospitals will fill to capacity? Is there a plan for other facilities? Yes. Uh, there's, there's numerous hospitals, numerous oh, places yeah. that, they, uh, that they're prepping right now. In case the hospitals get overloaded, so yes. There oh is, yeah, they're there, they're, they're going plan. to. Apparently, our premier was saying there's an extra six thousand beds right now. I don't know if that's. Uh, I guess that's across the entire province. I don't know what it is in Montreal. But again, the Jewish general to reiterate what I said to earlier in the beginning. Yeah, but Jewish general is only one facility, but there's uh, five, yeah. four other facilities that are ready to take on patients. Yeah, but the thing was now I think it's to eleven facilities that are now uh, total of taking patients. And uh, everything is being reevaluated, I guess, day by day. Yeah, of course. But I think, really, the message I want to give get across to everybody: stay home. That's the message. Stay home. Stay home. Stay home, or you know, take a walk, which is fine. Take a walk by yourself, or if you're going to go with one other person, keep your distance between that and the other person, and stay away from a lot of people. Don't go into gatherings, and I and I can tell you, walking on an, on my uh, neighborhood streets. Uh, I was seeing buses passing by. If there were six people in the buses, that was a lot. I'm one block away from a metro station. I hardly saw anybody coming out, never mind going in. They have a, It's cordoned off on the back of where the bus driver is. The seat behind the bus driver is now cordoned off. You cannot sit behind the seat behind the bus driver. You, you are now able... You, you can only go in and go out to the back. You cannot go in or out towards the front. And they've cut back um, public transit systems all over the all over the place. I know they cut back New York. They scaled it back to twenty to twenty five percent of total amount of yeah. Uh, but nobody capacity. should be taking the bus now anyway. Everyone should be staying home. Yeah. So don't take so the I, bus. Don't don't take the bus. Don't don't care yeah. what the buses are doing. Stay home. Yeah, exactly. You know what? Uh, Let the buses run empty. Stay home. That that's the only way. Honestly, if we're going to get through this, and I know we're going to get through this. It's it's all important, and if I have to emphasize this enough, please listen to all your government authorities and your rabbis, the rabbis. Listen to everybody, anybody, anybody at health officials. You know, uh, listen to the media. Go on the different, uh, you know, proper websites. Don't go onto these fake news stuff. Go onto your trusted news sources. Please listen. Please stay home. 
please stay safe. At the end of the day, it's about all of us living in this world. And you know what? Our enemies are not other people around the world. Our enemies are these viruses that are taking innocent people's lives. Listen to people and respect your distances, both physically and socially. All right, Sheldon, we're all out of time. Yeah. I want to thank yeah. you for uh, thank you for being here on the show. I appreciate it's it. It's my pleasure. I want to thank and, uh, everybody who listens. Who listened. Stay safe, my friend. I know we speak to each other during the week. Um, stay safe. Your your mother's been back from Florida for a while. Yes, yeah, she has. Yep. Yeah. She's and been she's self-isolated. Been okay. okay. Well, I want to wish your mother, your family, uh, to take care of yourselves. And I know, like for the first time in in my life i'm going to be home alone for the seder yeah but i wish and i know it's the these are very trying times because seder has always been about family being together and uh you know really rejoicing and being thankful and 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 everything and celebrating you know celebrating with family and celebrating the love with family and this is going to be a very difficult seder for everybody but I think the best present you can give your family, friends, and loved ones is to stay home. And I agree with you. I I, I think everyone should stay home. Everybody yeah. should um, should take um, should should just chill out and uh, yeah. And and let's hope that um, that this passes quick. Yeah, and leave your political views. Everybody, leave your political views. Uh, you know, on the wayside, you'll do it after when everybody's healthy and everybody's back to normal. But please respect all government directives. And uh, thank God our governments have been doing as best job that they can possibly do in a very, very difficult situation. All right. And I'll be back on probably uh, over the course of the week. We'll be, uh, we'll be on again. Uh, okay. Until then. Until then. Uh, oh, in Israel, I just got the statistics. There are 5,006 and 15 dead. Oy. Numbers are going up fast. All right. Thank you for, thank you for that information. All right. We're, we're going to go. Uh, we'll be back on again. Uh, I don't know about tomorrow, but maybe on Tuesday. Uh, we'll see you then. I'm Howie Take Silberger. Take care, everybody. Stay safe, eh? I'm Howie Silberger. He's Sheldon Freed. Thank you so much for joining us, and we will see you again uh, ne- uh, next show. Thank you. And uh, don't forget, stay home. Don't go out. Stay home. The Seder started in here. And the bass keeps learning, learning, and learning, learning, and learning, learning. Retrospect to back in Egypt's time. They broke our necks. They got ten plays, so we can leave express. So now we recollect. They gave us no respect. Enemies to the fishes overcame our inhibitions. Elevate your soul and join up with the tradition. Cause when we got out, the world was put out. Jews were relieved that they just got out. Comments now we burn out. Matzah cause we timed out. At night we're around the house. Everybody here. Yeah. Every day here. Yeah. Let's retell it. Come on. Get you in. Say the starting. Say the starting. Say the starting. Rose
Every zany, let's retaliate. Get Jewish. Same starting, same starting, same starting. The same starting. Say the starting, say the starting, say the starting, say the starting. 